Welcome to Prineville People, conversations with people who call Prineville, Oregon home. I'm Bill Minteens. Somebody forgot to tell the homeless population in Crook County that the economy is improving. The 2014 one-day homeless count conducted by the Central Oregon Homeless Leadership Coalition showed dramatic increases over the 2013 count. Homeless individuals increased from 134 to 199, while the number of households identified as homeless went from 74 to 84. And sadly, homeless children under 18 rose from 49 to 75. Contributing factors causing homelessness in Crook County include the unemployment rate, which is still over 10%, while the nation as a whole just dropped to under 6%. Living wage job growth has been stagnant or negative, and like the rest of Central Oregon, there's a lack of affordable housing. On the surface, we hear those figures and think, how awful! But honestly, how many of us really understand what it's like to be homeless in Crook County, or actually anywhere in Central Oregon? Recently, I spoke with two homeless people in Prineville, both of whom are now temporarily housed with Redemption House Ministries, Crook County's only homeless shelter, which currently has beds for eight women, but none for men right now. Redemption House is currently building a larger shelter to house 22 women, with men taking over the eight-bed facility later this fall. Matt is middle-aged, a recovering addict, who's been in and out of jail for the past eight years. Well, I'm 46 years old. I came to Kirk County a little under two years ago. And uh, right now I'm homeless because of a court situation. My, uh, I'm not allowed to go back home. My girlfriend and I got into a fight, and so I was arrested. Matt's homelessness, however, actually started in Clatskanie, Oregon about eight years ago. I was married with two children, bringing home a minimum of $1,000 a week. Um, had a beautiful house. I had six cars, you know, project cars that I would restore or rebuild. Uh, I was living my dream. And then his marriage collapsed. First of all, I ended up homeless uh, going through a divorce. Like many newly homeless, Matt wound up living in his truck. I was living in my truck for about six months. And fortunately, I still had a license then and a vehicle. So, and, you know, friends and family that I could stay with from time to time. Matt's desperation spiraled out of control, and like many these days, he turned to drugs as an escape. Then I got involved in drugs. Went all out. It's all or nothing with me. Meth and heroin. That just progressed. Everything just kind of tumbled down. You know, I used to have a good job. I was married, you know, and and everything was honky-dory. But then just in a blink of an eye, I was living in my truck. Matt's downward spiral continued for years. So my whole day revolved around just getting high. I actually did that for about six years. And, you know, I was just running away from my problems is what I was doing, not facing reality. Julia, not her real name, is 28 and living in Redemption House's women's facility. A single mom whose young son was taken from her in a drug raid at a Prineville home about a year ago, she also knows what it's like to use drugs as an escape. Nothing else mattered besides being addicted. And then when you're homeless, you're hopeless. So you just turn to more drugs to try and drown out that pain. Looking back, Matt understands the cause of his homelessness was not his drug use, it was his family problems. Drugs are something that make you not feel and not think and not deal with the actual issues that that cause you to want to do drugs. 
as society needs to realize that, you know, we're not just out there because we're addicted to drugs. We're out there because something has happened in our lives to cause us to run to drugs. People don't choose to be homeless for the most part. Matt has been homeless in Prineville now for about seven months. In the amount of time, in the last six months or seven months I've been homeless, I spent the first three months in a tent and I had a little bit of money to pay for a tent site. Um, I've slept behind the dog park, you know, in the bushes. I've walked around town all night, you know, because there was no place to go. I see people doing the same things that I'm doing, you know. They sleep down by the creek here. And Loneliness and depression is common among the homeless. It's embarrassing and absolutely lonely. You feel completely alone. You don't have anybody to turn to. It's super depressing, like to be sitting on the side of a street corner and not knowing where you're going to sleep that night and it's starting to rain and you're cold and you're hungry and you're like, well, can I go sleep in a park? Am I going to get in trouble by the cops? Am I going to, you know, get picked up and then I can go sleep in jail? Like. And homelessness strips away all the things that most of us take for granted. Sometimes I feel like, you know, people look down on me, you know, and say, oh, he must have, you know, he just chooses to be homeless. You know, if he'd just get his act together, everything would be better. Um, you know, I've been looking for a job and there's, there's not a lot of opportunities. There are some. But uh, when you don't have a phone or an address to put down on the applications and no way of them contacting you to say, hey, uh, we, you know, can you come in for an interview? It's very difficult. And then there's the challenge of transportation. Even if you get an interview and they offer you a job, how am I going to get there? Well, I don't even know where I'm going to be at the night before and how far away I'll be from that job. It's difficult to try and get yourself into a situation to where you're actually employable. Sometimes jail looks real good to a homeless person. I've noticed um, people tend to get picked up and go to jail in the winter months so that they're not homeless on the streets, so that they have three meals a day. It just It's very desperate and dark and lonely. Thankfully, there are food banks in Prineville and many local churches, civic organizations, grocery stores, and individuals who donate their time and resources to helping the hungry. There are a few things that this town does have going for it. You know, there are food banks where you can get food if you're aware of them. The problem with that is uh, a lot of it's perishable, and when you have no place to cook or no place, you know, you're eating out of a can or some hot dogs or something, you know, just try and get by. And with the expansion that Redemption House Ministries has underway right now, there will soon be shelter for more homeless women and men, but still not enough to meet the increasing need in Crook County. And both Matt and Julia are clean now, on the road to recovery and self-sufficiency, thanks to Redemption House. For the first time in eight years, Matt has a plan for his life, and it involves giving back to the community that helped him. To be completely involved with the with the Redemption House Ministries to run the men's shelter when it's open and to help others in my situation. You know, I mean that's the main thing. I want I want there I want to be able to be there and give these guys that are out there on the streets some avenues to go to, to for help or or at least just be there so they can get a hot shower and a safe, warm place to sleep at night for even if it's just for a night. Those are my goals right now. I am such a sinner, I fear my evil ways, I fear my imperfection, I fear my final days, I just want to take control and
snap this rusty chain and drop my heavy burdens. It seems to be in vain. In Prineville, I'm Bill Mantine.